Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Starting block for another week. You've got myself, Greeno, and I'm joined by a man who's promised me this show is going to be an absolute riot. My co-captain, Damo. How are we, sir? Good, Greeno. Good evening to you. Good evening to all the boys and girls out there on board the listenership. And as always, Greeno, the blockheads. In the millions. Tuning in right around the world. Yeah. Uh, it just wouldn't be a block without uh, frequent audio problems, disturbances. Well, yeah, once again, uh, quick kimono, Paul. We, we got a little bit cocky in the pre-show. We yeah. said, look, this is this is sounding fucking schmick. Yeah. The lighting's looking good. I believe I believe your exact words were, man, this pre-show is getting easier and it's getting shorter and shorter every time we try it. Like, we're nailing it now. I'm like, yeah, everything sounds now, great, man. Yeah. yeah. Intro, fuck it up. With that said, the intro is the worst part of the show. So you didn't miss anything. There's nothing amusing. There's nothing entertaining intro. If I could not do an intro, I'd, I'd do it. So that actually worked out better. Do you think that opinion. do you think that might be a contributing factor to our ongoing lack of like our habitual lack of success is that we treat the intro as the worst part of the show like because that like to be honest that's the part that everybody hears first. Yeah, but, but by the time we get to the intro no one's listening anyway. It's like BE and Kimmy No one's listening to the there. intro. Who cares? How's this intro? It's B.E., it's, it's yeah, Kimmy, it's Monica, and UK Neil. That's normally the four that are there at the intro. And, and even B.E. didn't And we've up. got fascist hippie. He was busy on the cans with his wife, wife's boss. Like. <laughs> and we've got fascist hippie and uh, Steph as well. You sent myself flaccid. Ah, there we go. Excellent. Uh, fascist, is, is fascist hippie a new addition to the, the blockheads? Uh, fascist hippie is a listener to the Daily Boogie. Uh, Queensland bro, I think. Queensland bro. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Um, You'll regret every minute of it. Exactly. Yeah, we're, we're just going to waste an hour of your time. That's what we do here. That's Damo, right. can we do some uh, – uh, got some hot goss off the press. Hot goss. Oh, yeah. Oh, you said hot goss. Not hot toss. Hot but toss. that's all right. I, like, I haven't heard the uh, hot toss soundbite in a while. So, uh, Damo, uh, Rugby League, as we discussed last week, was back and, and, and back with a vengeance. Um we're the, they're just breaking down ground at the moment in, mm. in Rugby League. It was announced earlier this afternoon. Next week, crowds are back at Rugby League. Really? Yeah, they're going to be back. So a uh, maximum of uh, 50 per corporate box. So when we say crowds, oh. you've got cash for corporate boxes. <laughs> Come amazing. on in. your 49 mates. That's uh, Andy's ball right there. So wait, wait, so wait, hang on, hang on. So like the average punters, like so, say guys like you or me who would pay like twenty five bucks or twenty bucks or whatever it is for. T- I'm I'm a season ticket holder at my club, so I don't know what one game costs. But is it would it like the cheap sheet, uh, the cheap seats? Would that still be like twenty bucks? Twenty five bucks. Twenty five yeah, bucks. Definitely. That's the ones were Raiders game last week. I bought the ex- or last year got the expensive ones. They were like eighty, ninety bucks. Right. So, um, so they're not allowed to go. Is that correct? They can't go. No, if you've got enough money to fork out for a corporate box, though, you and forty nine of your mates come on. You can social distance in the corporate box. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Man, like that's so. That's wrong on so. Like I wouldn't have the balls to do something like. Because isn't the whole like I, I don't want to get too serious here, but isn't the whole marketing drive behind rugby league? It's like the working class game. It's like, meant to be. Oh, it's a game for the working, like the battlers. It's like the Western Sydney fucking Sydney suburbs fucking game. You know, the working class heroes. You know, you you are you 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 knock off on a Friday and you fucking go straight to the footy and you go to the pub and watch the footy with your fucking blokey footy footy fucking blokey mate. You know what I mean? 
Like, isn't that yeah. the whole thing behind it? And it, so what? Like, only the people who can afford a fucking corporate box, only the people with corporate sponsorship can go to the game now. That's incredible. So, no, once again, you're confusing rugby league, the uh, uh, with rugby man's game, with rugby league. <laughs> rugby league is how much cash you got. Come on Fantastic. in. <laughs> that's, that's how we work. That's amazing. Now, the, the ultimate irony is uh, a bit more breaking news, a bit of hot goss off the press. The the Bulldogs, B.E. Oh, team. sorry, sorry. We have to shout out Troy's here as well, and they're saying they we've snubbed Troy. So we have to give a shout out to Troy. Troy's here as well. Hey, we're talking about, I'm sure Troy's here this week. Regulars. But, uh, We've got to talk about frequency of uh, uh, admission at the intro that we fucked up this week. Ah, uh, so fuck him. No, 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 I'm not saying fuck him. I'm just saying like the reason he didn't get a shout out hmm. is because he's normally not here for the intro. You want to get a you want to get back in the good books with the starting block there, Troy. Buy yourself a corporate <laughs> box, my man. Buy yourself to be a real <laughs> battler, blokey, footy, fucking singlet, footy, blokey, bashy, mate. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Dave, uh, breaking news, hot toss. Now, this one came out. So uh, on the same day mm. as it's announced Rugby League uh, corporate boxes back in action, mm. the Bulldogs have been copped with a $25,000 suspended fine. Woo! That's all I need to hear. End of story. Yes. <laughs> you, want to, you want to know why, Damo? No, I don't care. Because, because, <laughs> Fuck them. Because club, club legend Terry Lamb arrived at training yesterday and decided okay. to shake some players' hands. So let's put it into context again. Let's let's, right. let's, uh, let's have a look at this story. So uh, club legend came, come one person right. rocks up and shakes some players' hands. A former, not not just point. a club legend, but like the former what captain, the, greatest, the coach, the greatest, the greatest bulldog of all time. It's between him and Mortimer. Mortimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be contributed in the chat who you think the greatest bulldog of all time is. But Barba Terry Lamb's got to be up there. That's right. Um, he gets a, that that cops a twenty five thousand dollars uh, suspended fine. <laughs> fucking incredible. Yet, Next week for twenty five grand, I can you can buy a corporate box for that. You can buy multiple corporate boxes for twenty five grand. Twenty five grand. You can buy every corporate box in the fucking stadium for twenty five grand. Yeah. What are they like? A thousand bucks a pop? They're about a thousand bucks a pop. Probably a bit more than that, but no, because you get ten guys like, and you pay a hundred bucks each. Bang, you're in a corporate box. Isn't that generally the way it works? The beauty of rugby league. That's fucking uh, incredible. But again, like for shaking hands, do what? Do you run? Do you understand what sport these guys are playing? They, they rub are, against each other. So, like, imagine, picture this scenario, right? You've got a fucking training session of rugby league. So we're hitting fucking tackle bags, right? We're tackling each other. We're doing wrestling. We're doing scrimmage, right? We're fucking doing uh, scrums, right? We're tackling. Like we're going through all the drills, right? Lots of body to body contact. A former player, like not even a former player, a former club legend comes down to training and shakes someone's hand, bang, fine. It's like, let's stop wrestling each other to the ground so we can shake this guy's hand. Oh, no, you can't do that. That's breaking the rule. What the fuck is going on? People are fucking insane. This is insanity, Greeno. It's insanity. Uh, if we're going to talk insanity, Damo, we're going to talk uh, the, the U.S. riots. And not just the U.S. Riot, riots and protests. Yeah, because it's, it's spreading it's down here now. now. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a global phenomenon. It's like uh, uh, we've been locked in our houses for three months. Fuck it. Let's riot. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, America. Thanks for that. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's good to know. We know America's at the forefront. They are the world leaders. Cutting in edge. Ways. And it's good to know that they found a corona cure because mm. apparently – Coronavirus is not an issue if you're in large crowds as long as you're protesting or rioting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear the news. It's it's all good to go. You're sweet as as long as you're protesting or rioting. I don't know if you know this or not, Greeno, 
but coronavirus can't live in a state of perpetual outrage and victimhood. There we go. Yeah. So if you if you have a legitimate grievance with society, then the only way to cure coronavirus is to get on the street and fucking scream about it. That's the only way that you can fix it. <laughs> Greeno Skype connects. And he's back. <laughs> I've got you back. You're right. You're good. Now, you said, you're going to blame my uh, connection. I'm looking at my Wi-Fi connection here. It's clean. There's not one drop out here. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> He's going to do I, this shit to me. I'm going to do that okay. to you. <laughs> so, Damo, it's got me thinking, right? I've taken a week to analyze. And you're right. Well, you're right. You're right. How, what would I know about maintaining a steady connection? I only do eight to ten hours of live streaming every single week with monitors running constantly. <laughs> While I'm live, like on this end, so I, I, you're right. I have no idea who's the who's to blame here. You're right. It could, it could oh, be me. It could be me, Green. It's a fair. It's a fair call. Fucking, <laughs> 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 we've been jabbing. See, this is the this is the underbelly of coronavirus that most people don't see. We've been jabbing each other far more since we haven't been in the same studio together. Like, if we're in the same studio, there's no need for those jokes. We wouldn't make those kinds of little snappy little fucking retorts, Greener. But now, because we're doing this via, you know, the internet, like we're doing it via correspondence, all of a sudden we've got this distance behind us. We're like, yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> we'll fucking give him a little <laughs> bit of lip. Give him a little bit of fucking, a little bit of cheek. It's a fair call because, yeah, if, I, if I'm already at your house, I feel like I have to be slightly politer here. I can nah, be a prick. No. Nah. So that's not too bad. Castle Doctrine. Yeah, <laughs> Damon, it's got uh, the the week that's gone. It's got me thinking. I, I've come to realise mm. that uh, people they just they just don't know how to protest, right? Yeah. Uh, because uh, if we reflect back, if we can we hit the step back in time? Absolutely, we can. Uh, there it is. Uh, we're talking about four or five years ago when uh, it turns out the an incorrect way to protest is to kneel during a national anthem of a football game. Uh-huh. Incorrect, incorrect way to protest. As long as turns you don't shake every, just, as long as you don't shake anybody's hand when you walk in, then it's fine. That's right, yeah. you're fine. Now it turns out this week another incorrect way to protest is to fuck shit up and set stuff on fire down the streets of Minneapolis and many other. States and streets uh, across the U.S. So we've established uh, kneeling, no go. No go. Uh, uh, silent protest, no go. No go. Setting shit on fire and trashing buildings, no, no go. go. What can we do so, at the protest then? So what is the correct way to protest? Let's see if this man here on this particular video gives us an option. Okay. Man, my my man's out here on the news. Like, man, look at that booty. He's getting after some of that booty. Oh shit, boy! He out here looting, rioting, getting some of that booty. He's slapping that white ass, Greeno. Slapping that white mannequin ass. So this man, as as a way to protest the uh, obviously uh, very unfortunate scenario uh, and circumstances. <laughs> came about as the uh, police brutality. Uh, he's gone. Here's an idea. I'm going to sit in the middle of what is it? We say it's a, not a freeway. It's some random street, I guess. Uh yeah. It looks like a pretty busy street. Pretty busy street. He's, he's in the median strip. If looks you like, will. Yeah, it looks like the main drag of what, whatever little suburb he's in or whatever little part of the city he's in. 
He's got himself a lawn chair. He, he's being socially responsible. He's wearing a mask. He's wearing a so, mask, yes. Tip of the hat. Well done, sir. Just give him a nice Gary. Nice Gary. <laughs> and his way to protest is to bring out a bare mannequin ass yeah. and slap it. And slap it. Uh, comment in the chat from Kimmy Greener, who must be feeling a little bit spicy tonight. She says, so white girls really do fuck dogs. What? Did I miss something? (laughs) Uh, Do do you know that song? No, I don't, obviously. Oh, Greeno, come on, please. I don't don't want to take the show too far off topic, but, uh, you know, well, why not? Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have random dropouts and stuff. Uh, do Do you want to know? Do you want to know this? I think I feel like you have to know this. All right. Well, we've we've opened that can of worms. Might as well go there. Okay. I think I'll I'll find it. So this guy though. White girls fuck dogs. White girls fuck dogs. Tell us what you think, Greta. We're trying to get up the raggings and the personal raggings, Greta. (laughs) Personal journal. That would be a personal journal, though. I guess so, yeah. Dear diary. (laughs) Today, me and Rover shared a moment. Yeah, had a moment. It was special. Uh, What the hell was that? It's a song. Unity Troy says it's his ringtone. There we go. You've never heard White Girls Fuck Dogs. It's an internet hit. It's one of the greatest songs on the internet of all time. It's been banned like a thousand times and people just keep re-uploading it. There you go. I learn something new every day. Yeah. Breaking new ground here on the block. Uh, well, not really new ground. This is one of those moments where Greeno is like, he just grazes up against internet culture. <laughs> it's like, and he doesn't like what he sees. He's like, see, this is why I don't do the internet. This is why I don't do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Try and get this show back on track, Damo. Oh, let's, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's play a little game of hero or douchebag, shall okay, we? Let's do it. Now, the, the protest's obviously going on. Let's, uh, let's, have it. We've, we've already looked at uh, exhibit one the dude who decided to protest mm. by sitting in the meeting strip on a lawn chair and spanking a mannequin's bare ass mm. to protest. Black Lives Matter, Damo. And this guy, uh, he, he's taken a different approach. He's gone, well, if the police are going to come at us, let's find a way to come back. But, you know, from a socially distancing way. Okay. Don't look at this guy. Responsi- Hero More responsible protesting. I like this. Mm. Oh, look at that. Yes. Nice, Gary. So right. if you're so listening to the podcast, listeners. yeah, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see the footage here. So, the, tear, uh, the police are launching tear gas canisters into the crowd of protesters, and one very industrious protester has brought with him a tennis racket. So as the tear gas canisters are coming in, he's fucking flicking them back to him. Like he's whacking them. He's returning serve, as you would say, Greeno. Mm. Uh, volleying. How do, you, how do you rate his volley? Oh, it's fantastic. His overhead volley is uh, next level. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about this is the fact that 
it's unfortunate for the guy because even though he's uh, returning the serve so well, it's tennis, so nobody can give him a round of applause until the point's over. Yeah. Like, no, everybody has to stay quiet. <laughs> quiet, please. Shh, shh. Do you think he got coaching from the sideline, Greener? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I'm, I was kind of hoping that the fellow protesters were watching with strawberries and cream ah. just to really add to uh, the thing. There's no yeah. Wimbledon this year. No, no Wimbledon. there's a man with a racket out there on the streets of New York. So That's the thing. We're talking uh, about a Black Lives Matter protest, but you wouldn't see Serena Williams out there because she can't get coaching from the side, so she'd be fucking useless. <laughs> That's give, give, yourself a, give yourself a nice, Gary, for that joke. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice, Gary! <laughs> All right, so there's Exhibit 2. So Exhibit 1, uh, we've got, yeah, Spanking, bearer, mannequin ass. Uh, exhibit two, the dude who is re-responding by hitting smoke bongs back uh, with a, a tennis racket on the street. Mm-hmm. It's exhibit three of a way to do a protest, but do it right, Damo. Okay. Hero or douchebag this guy? Uh, okay. The, my favourite part about this clip is the fucking reaction he gets. It's like, yeah, woo! He's that here! Out here! He's here! Yeah! Uh, we've got a live score update, Greeno, from BE, the Earth Reporter. Uh, full-time Penrith 26, New Zealand nil. Yeah, that's a that's a concern. Uh, we had, in my punters club, we had New Zealand 1-12. to mm. I had four bucks. I think the bigger yeah, concern so is for the New Zealanders in the fact that their whole country can't beat our worst suburb in Sydney. So well done to Penrith. <laughs> well, done. <laughs> well done, Penrith. Go Panthers. Bravo. Bravo. And it really goes to show how bad the Warriors are uh, at the moment. I we're know they won way, last week. We're a long way from Stacey Jones, Greeno. That's it. But they, they couldn't – Penrith couldn't beat a 14-man Newcastle side last week because they were injury depleted and mm. they had 90 minutes to do it. Yet they just pumped the New Zealand Warriors 26-0 goes to show, firstly, how bad the Warriors are. Secondly, the Warriors won last week against the Dragons, so how fucking bad are the Dragons going? Yeah, I'm not going uh, to bag any team too much for losing 26-0 because they're only they're only half yeah, they're only half as bad as the Broncos. So, you know. <laughs> I didn't even know. Like, I googled that earlier this morning because I was seeing all this shit on Twitter, like, oh, the Broncos, the Broncos. I'm like, what the fuck happened to the Broncos? And I looked up 59-0 and I was like, Jesus Christ. You'd expect yeah, that, yeah. like, that's a Parramatta score. From back in the day, when Parry used to get flogged, you know, um, that's a that's a uh, Gold Coast Seagulls score. You know, that's not a yeah, Broncos yeah. score. Their the heads will roll after shit like that in Brisbane. They don't appreciate that stuff. Not in the new day and age. Not in rugby league day, mate. Rugby all league. Sweet. Yeah, we um, we sold out all the corporate boxes. Great, pack them in. Sixty nil. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> uh, Anthony Seabold, he's, uh, he's got a good defense. He pointed out that his team is the youngest out there on the field. That's the uh, reason they lost 59-0. Yep. Turns out they're the fifth youngest team in the comp. Ah. Uh, the ladder-leading Raiders happen to be younger than the Broncos. Is that right? <laughs> so, that's right. So good to know that the uh, the coach knows his age bracket. and uh, <laughs> Hey, again, we sold all the corporate but, boxes. That's what really matters. But he also said he's not going to make excuses shortly after he just made four excuses. So good on him. Uh did we end up deciding on hero or douchebag for the Batman guy? Oh, absolute, so absolute fucking hero. Had a, hero. Batman yeah, is a hero Batman already. Boss. Batman's a yeah. hero to begin with. So he would have had to have like basically raped somebody or something on that footage to be turned into a douchebag. He didn't do that. So he remains I, a hero. Did he social but like if he but if he shakes someone's hand, Greeno, 
$25,000 fine, Damo. Then he turns no, into wait, a they're at a protest. It's okay. That's all I can see. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, that was all right. There's no virus at the protest. You're right. No virus at the protest. <laughs> all good. You can shake hands <laughs> at a protest. That's right. <laughs> it's all right. He's coming back. I'm not going to say anything because I'll get into trouble. Okay. He's back. Yeah. We're all it's just four seconds. It's fine. It's just like all the time. I know. Like. I just said now, I'm not. Gonna, I just said I'm not going to say anything because I'll get into trouble. Mm. <laughs> no, I heard all that. Oh, did you really? I did. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so Damo, I saw an ad uh, earlier this week for Dry July. Okay. What now? Uh, what is Dry July? Uh, for for our US listeners, basically what this is is it's a a charity type thing uh, where for the month of July. No booze, and if you you can go the month without booze, you raise a bunch of money for on. one particular charity. Get who it is. Can I, can I ask you something though? Don't we have? Don't we already have a month? Like, isn't there sober October or something? Yeah, I think they've merged off Dry July. So wait, Dry July was the first one, and sober October, so. like well, copycatted. Yeah, copycatted it and said like, fuck it, we'll, <laughs> well have two months. I'm of sorry. Dryness. I'm sorry to raise a point of contention, like. I'm sure they're raising money for fucking poor people and hungry people and pregnant mother, whatever the fuck they're raising money for. But Someone don't be you... bothered looking into what it actually is raising no. money for. That'd be appreciated. That'll involve work on our behalf. We're not going <laughs> to do that. But I don't. But my point is, like, I don't even care who they're raising money for. They could be raising money for me. Don't you think it's really particularly un-Australian to have two months of the year where you're pressured into not drinking? Very much so, especially like, when you've got technically got January, which is always like, oh, I'm not going to drink because of New Year's resolution anyway. Right. All it's, of, like three, it's like a quarter of the year. They're turning us into a bunch of pansies, Greeno. We can't allow this. Can't allow this. Now, what I'm most – I'm outraged, Damo. Outraged? In outrage culture, I'm outraged. It's un-Australian, I tells you. If there's any year that it's it's time to scrap dry, dry July, <laughs> it's this year, right? <laughs> what else because is going on? One, you've got nothing else going on. Secondly, pubs and clubs are just reopening, mm. and now you want to push this fucking dry July. Are you yeah. trying to fuck up the reopening economy? Yeah. These people are criminals, Damo. Anyone who's trying to encourage people not to drink over the next couple of months with pubs and clubs reopening, this is the lifeblood of our economy here. They're economic terrorists, Screeno. Exactly. So if you see anyone trying to sign you up for dry July, kick him in the dick. Nice, Gary. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Kick them in the dick. Fair in the dick. Dick. You know, you know these dry July types. These are probably the types that go on social media, go on Facebook, and like, oh, dry July, dry July. But they'd be sneaking whiskey shots when nobody's looking. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't really mean it. They're not committed, Greeno. Frauds. Now, Damo, can can you hear a a Greeno story time for me before we get? I like stories about pinatas. Had an inspection uh, for our rental property throughout the course of this week. Now, mm. it's a massive pain in the ass because it involves tidying everything around the house to a, a level that's appropriate for an inspection, which when it's just you, yourself and, and the wife, you can deal with it because, yeah. you know, it, there's not too much mess created. Now, when you've got two little ones, mm. it's a pain, it's an absolute nightmare because you clean something and six minutes later it's fucked up again. Yeah. I literally, I mopped the floor on Saturday and it was like, uh, I think I mopped it at, at midday 
And at 2.30, the whole thing was trashed again. I'm like, well, why did I waste my time? It's like you, you want to you want to restrain them just to be sure. But then mm-hmm. but then you're going to have child services up your ass. It becomes a whole yeah. thing. It's like, oh, God, do I, do I just kill the children like to make sure that I can get my rental thing passed? Like, what do we do here? Do we have somebody kidnap them, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Something. If only, something. If only I had a basement, then this would all yep. be sorted out. A basement, a chain, and an air vent would be covered. That'd be now, I, one of the, there's a couple of jobs I particularly don't like doing around the house. One of them is weeding. I'm not a big fan of weeding. I end up with sore quads, sore glutes. Uh, there's a lot of fucking weeds throughout the course well, it's of my just backyard. A, it's just a constant squat, isn't it? Yeah, it's a constant squat. It's a constant up and down, and I've got a lot of weeds because I refuse to do it in, except if I've got an inspection coming up because <laughs> it's a shitty fucking job. No yeah. one wants to do no, no. one who really wants to do weeding. No. I can do other jobs around the house. Weeding is not one of them. Now, the, the other one I'm not a big fan of is the oven clean. The oven clean, it, it, it unintentionally becomes a cesspool in there. Once again, clean it every six months for inspections, make sure it's all tidy. Mm. But it's it's a pain in the ass. You've got to get the grills out. You've got to put the oven spray. They, it's taken uh, hang on, can I ask, Does your rental pe- do your rental people actually like open the fucking oven and check the oven? Well, here's the thing, right? This was That's... our first ever uh, virtual inspection. So what we had to do is we got basically uh, we had to send photos. You, did you use? Uh, the, you should have just used the photo that the real estate took of your house three years ago. Hey, here you go. That you're thinking that I was thinking the same thing. I'm, I'm just going to fucking take all the photos. But <laughs> what they do is when they run the report, it shows you the time and date of the photo taken. Uh, so you can't do that. So anyway, clean the oven on the weekend, scrubbed it all down, got the grill looking nice and good, got the uh, got the Windex out, make sure the front. The front plate is clean, so it looks crystal, right? Mm. So if I'm taking the photo from outside, the glass, you can see through it. It's beautiful. It's looking good. So spent maybe, you know, hour and a half making sure that bad boy's spotless, there or thereabouts. Okay. And then uh, we put together the list of meals throughout the course of the week. I let the wife pick a couple of meals throughout the week and say, look, what, now, what do you want to Now, did you pre-cook cook your meal just to make sure, okay, we're just microwaving now. Everything's fucking clean. No, Don't fuck shit up. No, not at, all. Oh, not okay. at all, right? So the wife picked a meal. She decided to cook it a very nice. Uh, it's a, a big side of chuck steak in a in a uh, red wine braise. So a nice stewy kind of fill the house with smells. Hundred percent right, man. It smelled delicious. Good winter food, Greeno. Like that hearty yeah. warmth it, deep uh, in the body. Yeah. So hearty, man. She fucking smashed it out of the park. It was such a good feed. Love a good stew. Yes. Uh, she's like, oh, do you mind just taking the stew out of the oven? And the stew had a lid on it. And I look in the oven and I'm like, why can't I see the braise pot? Because the red wine sauce had fucking splattered all over, not just the the oven, the top, the bottom, the fan. I the fan? Not, there was, there was, <laughs> it had been stewing for like four hours. There was so much stuff that had sprayed out my perfectly clean glass. I couldn't even see through the bastard. So I don't... So out of all the so the three hours I spent, whatever it may have been on the weekend cleaning this prick, in the space of you know four hours of cooking, all destroyed to the point I had to re-clean the oven that evening. Oh so my to goodness. my wife, Damo, can mm. you hit a dick move? I absolutely can hit a dick move. You dick. And now, Greeno, of course, because you've given your wife a dick move, that will be the last dick move that you get for quite some time. <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. 
using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. Sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, the best way to do so would be via the little blue bird. Follow Greeno at the starting block. One word drop a K at the end. Follow myself at Boogie Bumper. Uh, Greeno, every now and then on this show, we are le- we are lucky, we are blessed that we do a little podcast, we have a little fun. That means that we have to keep an eye on things. You know, we have to make sure that we keep an eye on the news. We've got to make sure that we're across certain topics. And every now and then, it's like the universe smiles on you and you get handed a story which just makes everything else fall into place. And what we're about to show you could be the greatest story of all time. It could be the best story ever told. It's a bold, it's a bold call, yeah. but I think it's a, it's a reasonable call. Dead Set could be the greatest story in the history of not just this show, of the universe. Of the universe. How about this? Let me tee this up for you. Spain porn star held after man dies in toad venom ritual. Now, that's a headline that would make most people click. But wait until you hear some of the fucking details of this thing. A porn star has a Spanish porn star, by the way. Not an American porn star. Not your usual white trash porn star from the trailer park arena. We're talking about Spanish porn star. A, a porn star has been arrested on manslaughter charges following a man's death during a mystic ritual in which he inhaled psychedelic toad venom, Spanish police said yesterday. Uh, Nacho Vidal was detained last week in southeastern Not Valencia. only is he a Spanish porn star who's uh, on, on manslaughter charges because of inhaled psychedelic toad venom, his name is Nacho. Nacho. Nacho Vidal. Nacho Vidal. It's, it just rolls off the tongue, Greeno. 
Incredible. Like so, like so many a young whore's, you know, privates. It just rolls off the tongue. Rolls off his tongue. Off the tongue. And back on and then off and back on. <laughs> Southeastern Valencia region in connection with the death of a man in July 2019. Media identified the victim as fashion photographer Jose Luis Abad Greeno. The quote, this is a quote. The police operation began following the victim's death during the celebration of a mystic ritual based on the inhalation of venom of the Bufo alvirus toad, Greeno. A police statement said, The toad, a rare species, uh, species which is native to the Sonoran Desert, stretching from northern Mexico into California and Arizona, secretes venom containing a very powerful natural psychedelic substance known as 5-MeO-DMT, Greeno. Its effects have been compared to, I don't know how to pronounce that, Ayahuasca. Uh, oh, no, that's ayahuasca. Pardon me. Of course I know how to pronounce that. Ayahuasca. Uh, powerful, uh, powerful hallucinogen. I've never seen it spelt before, though. That's the only thing I've heard it mentioned, but I haven't seen it actually written down anywhere. Ayahuasca. A powerful hallucinogenic concoction from the Amazon consumed as part of a shamanic ritual. Following an 11-month inquiry, police arrested Vidal, one of his relatives, and an employee on suspicion of manslaughter and crimes against public health. What's a crime against public health? Would that be a protest? Maybe. Yeah. Can we get some toad venom out at this protest tomorrow? Please. They may see the world a little differently, Greener, with a little bit of ayahuasca, you know, channeling mm. through their bloodstream. Who knows? Maybe we'll all, you know, maybe everything will be okay. But in reality, quote, this apparently harmless ancestral ritual posed a, quote, serious health risk, luring people who were easily influenced, vulnerable, or who were seeking help for illnesses or addictions using alternative methods. Should we really be um, arresting people for fooling people who are easily influenced? Or should we be castigating people who are easily influenced for being dummies? I think, and we, we've talked about this in a couple of different uh, segments on this show. It's, it's just natural selection, really. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you can be talked into inhaling psychedelic toad venom, mm-hmm. then fucking best of luck to you. <laughs> what any consequences you, you seem to have when it comes to the psychedelic toad venom, yeah. that's on you. Yeah. That's not someone else's problem. I agree. You work it out for yourself. Why, we, should, we should let, you know, nature take its course and let people, uh, you know, thin the herd. I had this discussion in a chat room the other day. I want to know if you see, the, see this the same way I do. Cannibalism is apparently wrong, right? So it's a crime to eat somebody else. What if the person being eaten volunteers to be eaten? Is it still a crime? Um, interesting question. I'd assume no. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't prosecute the guy eating. It's like, no, he volunteered to be. He wanted to be eaten. Like, what if the, the victim writes a note and says, I, I hereby, you know, I am of sane mind and sane body. Mm. Uh, I hereby donate my body to be eaten by this cannibal. How can you prosecute the cannibal for that? What if it was part of a MasterChef mystery box? You, they, the, the contestants can't understand that. They, they would know. Now you're talking. They're like, look, they, they've given us, you know, cherries. They've given us some uh, verjuice. And they've given us uh, a human leg. We've got to do something with it. We've got a top 10 spot on the line here. Imagine, imagine being a lifelong cannibal and eventually getting your way onto MasterChef. And then you open the mystery box and it is actually human meat. But then thinking to yourself, oh, fuck, they don't have any Spanish onions. So I can't yeah. make it. <laughs> I can't do my recipe. <laughs> a psychedelic toad venom to go with it. That's it. Um, so, uh, the, the one little tidbit, uh, fun fact about mm. Nacho Vidal that mm. uh, not many listeners may know. They may. They may be right up with their Nacho Vidal. Maybe big not- fans of Nacho. They could be big fans of Nacho Vidal. 
But uh, he also likes to advertise aromatic candles shaped like male genitalia on Twitter. Does he really? So if you're a, if you're a lady out there, I don't know whether it's the or a man. Aroma, I don't know whether it's the shape. Yeah, it could be a man too. Hmm. Uh, it, it, it's the aroma, whether it's the shape, or whether you're just mad in the candles. Hmm. If you want to get some aromatic candles shaped like male genitalia, give Nacho a call because he could use some bail money right now. And any candle sales that he can get out the door pre-prison, probably a good idea. Once he gets locked up in prison, I wonder if Gwyneth Paltrow will jump on this opportunity and buy out his company. Ooh, interesting, yes. She's a greedy little cunt, so I can imagine. Gwyneth will be all over those aromatic candles shaped like male genitalia. And if, if Nacho's got a whole bunch in stock that are just sitting in a warehouse, she'll well, find a way to... They're not getting burned in there. <laughs> And uh, add, <laughs> add some gross profit on top of those bad boys. Absolutely. Damo, uh, I know you're not a big fan. You're not a big fan of radio when it comes to music radio at the moment, are you? Like, it, you don't nah. tune in to I've, listen to the Top 40 Countdown or I've whatever. never been a big fan of music radio. Mm. Um, there was occasionally, like, back in the day, like, the odd music show I would listen to, like, uh, Ratso Kennedy. Uh, the, yep. the Rock not was it, The Rock 8 at 8. Uh, but Spoon, yeah. Spoon Man was more of a talk radio show, though. He would play so. the occasional. So I've always been like an AM uh, talk yeah, back you're guy. you're an AM guy. Stan yeah. Zamanik is an eight-year-old. Stan Zamanik, Brian Wilshere, Jim Ball. Yeah. There's yeah. a fun, interesting uh, story time. Either story time while we're there. Okay, listen, I like stories about pinatas. When, when we were probably nine, ten years old, we'd have sleepovers and we'd have a camp out, camp out in the backyard. Your, yep. your mum would set up a, uh, the tent for the us tent, in the yep. backyard. And basically, you'd bring out a, a little pocket radio. And I'm like, excellent, we'll listen to some tunes, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. At nine, ten years of age, yeah. at two in the morning, yeah. you'd be making me sit there and listen to Stan Zamani talk back for hours on end. <laughs> yeah, like fiery, firebrand conservative <laughs> talk back radio. Like, this is no this is no joke. Like, this is not this a This is bit. not a joke. This is legitimate. Yeah. What we did is at nine, ten year old. Ten-year-old, ten-year-old boogie would listen to fucking talkback radio, and I would actually record it to make Greeno listen to it when we were yeah. ten years old. It's a wonder why you're not interested in politics now, as an adult. <laughs> I just I don't understand. You had you had every opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh, stories about pinatas. Excellent story. Now, uh, Triple J did something interesting last week where they did uh, what's no what they referred to as requestable hmm. so for seven straight days the listeners were the music programmers okay so every single song that was played for a week was hi. had to be a, hi, a request my, hi my name's damo i'd like to request white girls fuck dogs please <laughs> <laughs> just every half an hour happened. just keep calling back yeah um you haven't played white girls fuck dogs yet uh i'd like to request white girls fuck dogs if you get a chance please <laughs> So it led to some really interesting tunes. So like the Wide World of Sport theme song. Dun, 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 dun. Play. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the requests. Uh you had, you know, a couple of Simpsons tunes. So I think it was um maybe it was the monorail song got played. Um a lot of random songs. People were obviously doing piss takes, so it was like Backstreet Boys, a lot of random obscure tunes. So right, White, White, White Girls Fuck Girls, Dogs. White Girls Fuck Dogs might have been on the playlist. I didn't listen the whole seven days. Yeah. In the whole thing, it was I actually found it quite quite interesting. It was really good. Came across a bunch of artists I'd never heard of before nice. um, that had some good tunes out there because people had requested it. Sure. But what I found completely interesting about it is that for a week, 
Triple J, Triple J had to play songs that they would normally not play on their radio station. Yeah, that's Which, true. They usually do like underground, like unknown indie kind of stuff. They don't play very commercial shit, do they? Yeah, exactly. So I just found it interesting that people who listen to Triple J enough <laughs> to make requests yeah. were requesting things that they don't have to listen to on Triple J no, for a week. It's <laughs> sensational. That is excellent, actually. That is good. It's probably the first time that Triple J actually heard from their own audience and their own audience said, no, no, we want to hear the shit that we hear on every other station. Like, No, well, that's the thing. It wasn't stuff you hear on other stations. It was just random, obscure, like, good tunes. Hmm. And that's what was so good about it. And just went to show, like, maybe you need to look at your programming a bit better because here's what people want to listen to. <laughs> um, I, was, I was a little bit disappointed, though. My request didn't. Make it on the air. What goes uh, dogs, went, please? Uh, no, I, I went uh, Bloodhound Gang. Uh, um, yeah, Kiss Me Where It Smells Funny. Oh, Kiss Me uh, Where It Smells Funny is okay. That's fine. It's a good tune. Good okay. tune, but didn't get the right. I did get a like from my tweet from the radio programmer at Triple J, though. So um, I'll, I'll give her that half a request. Yeah. But requestable, I want to see them bring it back because at least they, they play some tunes. First time I'd listened to Triple J in ages yeah. because I'm like, they're actually playing some good music. Oh, I'm, I'm keen to check this out. There you go. The best the best thing that Triple J has is uh, when their own listeners decide what they play. What they play. 100% right. Yep. Now, Damo, uh, time to get to the very important uh, mm. chartable rankings for the, the podcast before we okay. get to the Are we, are we moving up? We should be moving up. We're moving on up by now. Come on. You think so? Uh, even with the uh, me plus three uh, for TSB. And hey, uh, and hey, not just that. Not just, the, yes, the hashtag is brilliant. I, I heard like at least three people did it. I've also been cross-promoting the shit out. I've been playing the PSA, Greeno. I've been playing the yep. starting block promo on the Daily Boogie, which, as you know, is a successful podcast. So, like, I'm like try trying to get it out there, Greeno. I'm trying, yep. to, trying to move us up, trying to get the word out. Trying to get it out there. Now, uh, unfortunately, we still miss out on the top 250. Now, uh, that's not to say we might be 251 and are just outside yeah. the charts. We, we, jumped, we jumped from 1,000 to 251, like, in three days. Possibly. It is a chance. Yeah. Now, I've had a look, as I always do, to see kind of what shows what I feel personally, and this is no disrespect to these particular programs, but I feel that our show, the, the bullshit we do put out once a week, even with the random dropouts and no intro, mm. is probably still going to be a more listenable experience and should be outrating these particular programs. Okay, what have we got? So at 226, this one's new on the, the charts. Mm. Actually, all three of these are new on the charts. Okay. Uh, we've got Karen O'Connor at 226. Not a Karen. Does she just complain the, the whole time about things? Well, <laughs> let's have a look at what this topic is, Damo. <laughs> Menopause, marriage, yes! and mother. Yes! Yes! I knew it! <laughs> we can't outrate menopause, marriage, and mother. Karen's, Karen's are the topic of the day right now. But I bet you she jumped up the rankings because people were, like, looking for videos of angry Karens doing fucking angry Karen things, and they've clicked on that link thinking, well, here's another fucking idiot Karen complaining about stuff. You know, that's how she got up in the rankings. I guarantee it. Can we analyse this for a moment, though, Damo? Hmm. If you're uh, dealing with both menopause and motherhood at the same time, that's some that's some late baby popping, right? <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. <laughs> 
out there. Like, like she must like, have given birth and then the next day got into menopause. Next day. <laughs> oh, yeah. why, am I so, why am I so sweaty? I've had uh, one I've had one period in ten years and I got pregnant. <laughs> At number two hundred and I'm sure she's got a lot of thyroid problems as well. <laughs> Which is, so when she complains about the black people protesting in the street when she calls the police, her kid is sitting there crying to get on the tit. She's like, mate, there's only powdered milk coming out of these fucking tea bags. <laughs> now, if you, shut up because I'm late for my bowls game. <laughs> I wonder why we can't make it on the YouTube. I don't know. I don't know why they're not listening to it. Right. It's not making any sense. Uh, at 2.23, Damo, Soul Mokdad has uh, got a program who? called Who Let the Lebs Who Let the Lebs Out, a very funny pun based on uh, the Who Let the Lebs Out, uh, a very non-topical song. Well, white, white girls do that. fuck Lebs, Greedo. <laughs> Soul Mokdad, Who Let the Lebs Out. We can't beat that at 2.23. Right. And uh, uh, look, the, the, they, those two programs, you know, maybe there's some lighthearted, you know, humour in Who Let the Lebs Out. Mm. Maybe there's some serious topics covered in menopause, marriage and motherhood with Karen O'Connor. Perhaps there is. But here's one I don't understand. How the fuck is this outrating this program? Mm. At number 179, new to the charts, yep. Andrew McCormack with the Rural Family Lawyer Podcast. <laughs> Not just family law, Damo. Rural. Rural. <laughs> Every every episode is another fucking fencing dispute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, because, nah, nah, mate, listen, like, because we knew, like, the fence goes from the tree near the dam, like, up to my front door. But, like, me uncle, he lives, like, next door, and he keeps saying that the fence goes on the other side of the tree. It's like, yeah. well, tune in next week to hear the uh, to hear the riveting conclusion of Uncle Dave yeah. versus the fence here on Rural Family <laughs> Fucking Law Podcast. Now, Damo, uh, can we uh, we need to put out a teaser yeah. uh, for next week's before we play this week's BE's review hmm. and BE's report. Uh, he's put together uh, what may be the best podcast review. It's better than uh, Dogman Bigfoot Explained. Okay. This one is top notch. He, he's uh, he's deep dive. He's absolutely deep dived into eating alone in a car. Oh, uh, what you, so we spoke about eating alone in a car, and the the bet between us was, is the show actually like? Does the person do any talking, or is it just like? Is it just a person eating in a car with the sounds? Because you know ASMR yeah. and mukbangs are very popular these days, Greeno. Exactly. So we're about to so find, we'll find out. find out next week. So if you're listening this week, make sure you tune in next week. Tell wait, your wait, friends hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you just do a fucking teaser for the, a video that we're not going to play? Like, did you? Well, hang on. How hang long on, have you? I'm, how long I'm have you been, <clears throat> Greeno? How long have you been in radio? Next week's show. How long have you been uh, in radio? This is our tenth year. It's ten years. So we're about to throw to a clip of BE doing a podcast <laughs> review, and you've do hey, a teaser. Do you. Pro- Okay, so he's doing an Earth report. But we're about to throw to a clip of BE, a video of BE, and you decide not to, like, build up the clip that we are legitimately about to play in only a matter of seconds. You decide to build up a clip that we're going to play next week. That's called a teaser. Because Think about it, right? Now everyone's got one week to tell their friends that they've got to tune into this show to hear B's report for next week because it's a cracker because he's talking about someone sitting alone in the car eating a fucking meal. It's going to be unbelievable. So we're going to get a week's <laughs> worth of water cooler talk Promo. about B's report. Get a buzz before going. It goes to air. So there's a method to my madness. Okay. But with that said, I'm pumped for this week's BE report. Let's see what he's got. 
we interrupt this program to bring you this special breaking news bulletin. That's right, I'm BE, and this is this week's BE Report. <laughs> so, I read a few news articles this week that I thought were worthy of the starting block, so we know what that means. Smart and stuff, yeah. All right, so <laughs> kick it off with Katrina Morgan. She called the Port Clinton Police Department in the US. Um, she picked the phone, called 911, told the police that they need to send the fire department. Why didn't she just call the fire department? Anyway, called the police, told them to send the, the fire department because her pussy was on fire. You wish, girlfriend. 50-year-old <laughs> was charged with felon for disrupting public services and misdemeanor for making false alarms. She called from her friend's house. Um, when the police arrived, they told her that she should be arrested for making false reports and disturbing the public services. Um, Morgan resisted arrest before finally complying when the police threatened to use a stun gun on her. When the police questioned the residents at the home, they confirmed that intoxication was a contributing factor. Get out of here. So, next story. The Lucky Devil Lounge in Portland has launched a food-to-go-go, creating a drive through strip club where customers can pick up food orders to go. So, Sean Bolin is the owner of the, the Lucky Devil Lounge. He created the food-to-go-go um, to help his employees continue to make money during the coronavirus shutdown. According to Fox News, Sean said that his club has been following strict safety protocols since the news of the outbreak first broke, and he didn't want to do something that would look like they aren't taking it seriously. Looks serious to me. Yeah. It basically works like a car drive through like your fast food restaurants, etc. So when your car pulls in, the DJ starts playing the songs. Several dancers come out wearing gloves and face masks, which is not really the best turn on, but whatever. Corona stuff. Yeah, sure. They perform, they perform the length of the song um, and the food is brought to their car. And the club even throws in a free roll of toilet paper. Because you've got food on your hands. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> anyway, next story. Got milk? Because a Buckinghamshire woman from the UK has been drinking milkshakes and smoothies containing a shot of sperm that helps her boost her immune system to fight off coronavirus. Ladies and gentlemen, meet 32-year-old personal trainer and self-proclaimed health blogger Tracy Kiss. She says that the concoction has made her, the concoction is made from donations from her boyfriend. Oh, here you go. She said the quantity depends on how hydrated my boyfriend is on the day. I sometimes have a shot or disguise the taste in a smoothie of fresh berries or bananas. The logic behind it, she says that the sperm's packed with vitamin C and calcium and magnesium and help aid all the healthy stuff. Sure. Okay. Miss Kiss was quoted in the British tabloids saying that it's, a natu it's nature's multivitamin. It's there. It's natural. It's free. It's everything you need in one daily dose. And it really, it's a really normal part of life. It contains all the nutrients, vitamins, and minerals. Fuck, I feel like it's just... What? Now, I followed this question regarding Miss Tracy. Self-proclaimed health blogger. Hero or douchebag? Now, before you answer, think about it from a boyfriend's point of view. 
<laughs> anyway, I want to end this week's report with a final thought. What happens to Pinocchio when he says, my nose is going to grow? Think about it. Think long and hard. Until next time, I'm B. Keep it real, blockheads. It's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slurricane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ. What are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? you? You have to ruin my evening. Like, I, I'm just going to just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show. And you, you got to, you just got to do that. You just do without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, uh, come on. You secretly guy. love it. No, no. I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yes, back on the blog, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, can we talk about BE's report for a second? Absolutely. Uh, just a, an observation, if we will. Hmm. Basically, BE's been submitting reports to us for a better part of uh, eight of the last ten years. Yep. And since we've stopped delivering the reports, it just goes to show that the quality is a lot better than we gave it credit for. Uh, he actually, because we weren't we weren't giving it credit. Like we were putting no effort into the thing that he was putting effort into. Yeah. So now he's putting effort into the thing and delivering the thing with the effort. Now all of a sudden you can see that he actually fucking put some effort in. So now we feel bad because of all the years now, that we were just like, like, oh fuck it, here's the report. Blah blah blah.
you know? Yeah. So, big tick to the BE delivery of BE's own report. Uh, Uh, Let's also comment, and let's be fair, the production values of BE's report, a lot better than the production values that are coming out of my end of this podcast. Uh, I can't even get a microphone working properly, yet BE's got, you know, sight gags, he's he's doing, (laughs) you know, a bit of of observational humor. He's got digital props, Greedo. He's got digital props, he's got backgrounds, a hell of a lot better. So this program has already been elevated as soon as we stopped reading his report and let him do it for himself. So that's a big fucking winner. Soon, <laughs> soon it'll be the starting block and he's hosting it and we're doing like the starting block report on the BE yeah. show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or he'll just read out our report and give it as much effort as we put into his for the better part of eight years. <laughs> a bit of payback while he has a successful career. And watch him jump over the top of us in the rankings at the same time. Absolutely. Um, Won't that be the ultimate sh- hard truth, though, when BE starts shooting up the personal journals rankings based on just the report? Like yeah, five minutes, little five-minute episodes. People will clip yeah. the five minutes out of our show that BE does the report and turn it into its own podcast. It's like, you've got to hear this yeah. fucking BE guy. You should hear this fucking report shit. Top notch. <laughs> uh, can I can I put uh, another podcast on B's radar though? Yeah, I'm intrigued please. about this r- rural lawyer podcast. Yes. Rural family law. Now mm. you, I know you got a couple in the bank already, mm. but maybe in a couple of weeks when you got some time. Rural I, rural family law sounds to me like the next shitty ABC drama series. You know what yeah. I mean? There's a David Wenham type movie yes, role exactly. on a particular podcast. I can sense it. Hundred uh, percent. Maybe or, some or Secret Thornton. Maybe we can maybe we can lure Larry Emder because I think he would make a smashing rural lawyer. Wow. Yeah. Can we do it? And then maybe a crossover episode we'll with Doctor Doctor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> can we hit the Doctor Doctor music, please? We'll just get the whole cast from Rake Greeno because they haven't been doing <laughs> fucking anything for the last five years. Doctor Doctor. <laughs> We could try and sell it to Working Dog, and I'm sure Rob Sitch would turn it into a fucking classic. I'll find a way to make it genius. Yep. With Roger Corsa, David Wenham, Singra Thornton, and Larry Emder. Yeah. <laughs> Larry Emder makes an appearance. Sort of drama. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a gold winning, gold Logie winning uh, program. Can right we get there. Kim Wilde <laughs> in on the action as well? She can be like the distressed ex wife who's like constantly trying to chip away at his business at the rural family oh, law. You're talking about the 80s pop star, Kim Wilde? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I'm talking about. It's an eclectic mix. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Damo, it's time to quickly talk a little bit of sport. Okay. Uh, we talked about uh, the the desperation of rugby league to be more loved and more liked than any other sport, to the point where it seems to become a, a competition with AFL and other sports in Australia of like, mm. you can only like one particular sport and please, 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 Please like rugby league. Mm-hmm. As long as as long as you're a corporate ticket holder, that's the main thing. As a corporate ticket, that's right. Yeah. Now it, it got to new levels of desperation and sadness when I, I caught I, I whacked on Triple M Footy, uh, the talk show on Saturday for the better part of ten minutes. Sorry, I can I just some... can I? I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but I just have to raise <laughs> another point of contention with the corporate box thing. So, okay. don't you think it would be far safer if if the whole concern is about coronavirus and we're fining Terry Lamb twenty five grand for fucking shaking hands with people? Wouldn't you think it would be far safer to have people, you know, 
not locked in a little tiny fucking room at the stadium? Not in a box, yeah. <laughs> if you're allowing, so let's just say you've got, you know, it's 10 corporates of, of 50 people, but you've got a stadium that can hold 20,000 people. Which is empty. Why not just, <laughs> which is empty. Why not scrap the box and just what put about them outside? Out, 50 seats away. And hey, like it doesn't, you can recreate the corporate box atmosphere outside. Like let's section off a little section of the fucking stadium. You can have your little barbecue. You can have the waiter fucking bring your drinks and bring your little hors d'oeuvres and shit. We can commandeer one of the kebab fucking stalls at this ground because they're not getting used right now because there's no yeah, fucking yeah, fans. You know what I mean? We can make yeah. it happen. So they're like, okay, we can't have we can't have people like pay twenty five dollars to come and see a game because that would be d- too dangerous for coronavirus. Let's get ten rich people in a box the size of a fucking bedroom and lock them in there for uh, two hours instead. Like, it, it's fucking ins- it's maddening. I'm thinking about it though. If it's if it's a group of fifty rich people and they they put at higher risk of coronavirus, right. natural selection, Damer. Natural selection. <laughs> Nice, Gary. Okay, where was I? Uh... (laughs) Please like Rugby League Day, mate. Now, there's a little bit of uh, Triple M footy for a better part of 10 minutes making some lunch on the weekend. Mm. And once again, they're still struggling. Even though the footy's back on, they still struggle to fill the three hours or five hours they're talking about footy because, quite frankly, there's not that much to talk about. There's only like three games that have occurred up until that point. Correct. On Saturday footy. So they were interviewing a, a, uni, a U.S. journo who used to cover Jared Hayne when he was playing for San Francisco, right? Right. That one game or two games? Yeah. Two games. Two games, yeah. three games, four games maybe. And he, didn't he fumble now, like fumbled three times in one game or something and never played again? Right. Yeah. But they've got this guy on the blower. They're like, we've still got his number in the Rolodex. Let's give him a, let's give him a call. Yeah. Because they're pumped. Because remember, it, the ESPN and all those kind of uh, Fox Sports 1 over there, a craving sport content. So mm. the footy is being streamed over there to uh, to the US. Ah. So they're like, fuck it, let's call the US correspondent. Let's talk about how much everyone's loving the fucking footy. Fans! Footy, 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 footy! So uh, they asked him a couple of questions. He, he gave them some nice, polite answers. And then uh, Triple and Footy's Brian Fletcher asked the US journal. He was pumped. He was very excited to ask this question, Dave. He's like, look, is uh, is everyone really excited about the footy being on the on the TV there in the US? Are people are people getting talking about it in the water coolers? No, that was his exact words. In the water, the water coolers, around the water coolers, in the water, it doesn't matter. So he was really excited to ask this question, hoping that he like, please, please like rugby league. <laughs> the journo's response, and he said it in the most driest tone when asked that question. He's like, uh, not really. <laughs> There's a bit going on here with the pandemic and the rioting, so sport isn't exactly people's priority right now. And they stopped the interview after that oh, answer. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> but the desperation of Brian Fletcher for this US guy to, like, validate the fact that, yeah, people are talking about rugby league, thinking that they might be, just goes to show the stupidity and ignorance of these footy guys that <laughs> just don't understand no one gives a fuck about rugby league just outside a, of New South Wales and Queensland. Just imagine like a dun-dun breaking news. Tonight, riots, Donald Trump's a racist, nuclear war with Iran and North Korea, but the latest from the NRL down under. <laughs> Folks are dumb where I come from. Uh, it, was, it was sad. Please like me. Please like rugby. Uh, 
Now, Damo, before we wrap up the show, mm. uh, we we joked last week. We were talking about the initiative of the NRL to they, they, at that point they didn't have the corporate boxes for fifty people and mm. big fat cash. Yes. So they had to find other ways to make some money. So they gave the opportunity for fans to still put themselves in the seats ah. by. Uploading a photo for 22 bucks, they create a big cardboard cutout That's and right. whack them in the stands. So it felt like they were still there at the footy for the measly cost of Now, this is important because we mentioned, we spoke about this on last week's show, if I'm not mistaken. And I said to you that wouldn't it be a great gag if you had yourself sitting next to one Adolf Hitler? And, you know, you could get on the camera and go, I don't, I don't even know why he's here. Why am I next to Adolf? Yep. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why is Adolf here? Now, Somebody has gone ahead that we're obviously making fucking waves in this world, Greeno, in the personal journals rankings of the podcast, because some fucking prick has taken our idea. Look at this. Matthew Johns, of all people. He's a joke thief, Greeno. Look at this. Matthew Johns, Fox Sports, apologized for offensive Adolf Hitler NRL joke. Now, first of all, if you're going to take the joke, you don't get to apologize for it, Maddie. It's not yours to apologize for. You stole the joke in the first place. You don't get to say how sorry you are. I'm sorry I came up with this. No, you didn't. You should be apologizing for stealing it from the block, you piece of shit. Fuck him. Yeah. Is there any legitimate criticism of this? <laughs> uh, I've lost your mic, Greener. Are you muted? Did you mute yourself? I have no audio from you whatsoever. Okay, I do I do not have audio from you at all. No, I don't say anything. Okay, let me switch let me switch to the Discord and see if I can get you in there. Okay, you there? No. Something's happened to your mic, Greeno. Something's happened to your mic. Jiggle it, man. Give it a little jiggle, brother. <laughs> Reset your uh, reset your banana. And this is great. This is great radio. Um, <laughs> don't worry. We're gonna. I'm gonna edit this out of the podcast, so you won't even know. When you come back, when when we get Greeno back, it's just gonna be all sweet. Yeah, like so. Reset your settings in banana. This is shit that only the live audience gets to hear. The podcast audience will not know the difference. But don't tell them that we edited it out because then that would be like, you know, opening the kimono. You got me got me back? Oh, there he is. We got him back. We got him back. There we go. Just need just need a bit of a restart. Um, was it the banana? It, it was uh, not the banana. Okay. Uh, it happened? was the banana. Actually, yeah, the banana stopped picking me up. So okay. I had to reload the banana. Fucking weird. All right. So it, now – It's interesting. So, let, let me Do you just, think Skype may be monitoring our conversation and they're, they're also offended by discussions of Hitler? I, I certainly hope not because uh, if they're monitoring our I would if they're going to be monitoring anybody's conversations when it comes to Hitler, why not do it with the people with, you know, like money and power? Why not monitor them instead? You know what I mean? I don't want them to monitor okay. anyone, but if they're going to monitor people for fucking danger words, why would they monitor us? You know, we've got nothing. We're not doing anything. So I hope they're Maybe not we're secretly rocketing up those personal journal rankings and they're ah, seeing this as an uprising. Yeah, it's the deep state, Green. The secret government doesn't mm -hmm. want us to speak truth to power. They don't, right. <laughs> they don't want us influencing the youth of the personal journal <laughs> rankings, Greener. I think that's what it is. 
So the, the point I was getting to with this particular story for my mic uh, program cut out was yeah, I'm, I'm trying to work out. Firstly, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Long- I, I have to interrupt here. I've just come yep. up with something. A fucking, I've come up with a brilliant scheme. So okay. what we'll do is we'll clip that little few minutes of the podcast cutting out after we mentioned Hitler. And yep. then we'll record another promo after the show's done. And we'll say that basically the government stopped the podcast from going out because we mentioned Hitler. But then yeah. one of the conspiracy podcasts on the personal journal's rankings will talk about it. And then we will officially get into the top 100 on the personal journal's rankings, not via our podcast, but by someone else's, by laying eggs in their fucking brain, Greener. What do I you like think of that? The, uh, the Inception. Dog Man Unexplained. That's podcast, right. We're going to do an inception move on them because we're going to talk about how the deep state, the secret government was cracking down on the starting block. They're going to pick it up as a conspiracy story. It'll be number one on the fucking personal journals rankings. Therefore, we are number one on the personal fucking journals rankings. There you go. We've done it. We've sold it. I like you it. know nothing about podcasts. I know nothing about uh, personal journals. We just fixed it. We fixed it. Fixes. I like it. Now, Damo, this uh, this joke, uh, apparently outrage culture, Damo, people were offended. People outrage. were very outraged. They said it was in bad taste. They said it was not funny. And who signed off on this joke? So the next day, Matty Johns had to come out and apologize ASAP. It was, it was like as soon as business opened, 9 a.m., offices open, Matty, get your apology ready. We're going to pump it out, yep. and we're going to apologize for the Hitler joke. Now, it got me thinking, right? Uh, out of all the things that Matty Johns has done in his life. Such as? He felt he felt this was the, the time to appropriately uh, apologize quickly. Now, it took him a, uh, So, once again, we're talking less than 12 hours since the joke went to air. He came out with okay. a written and verbal apology. He put out a video. Yep. Now, group sex with a 17-year-old with 12 of his teammates, <laughs> that took a week and a half for an apology. <laughs> Did a podcast with one well, of that's, his colleagues. They, they had to make sure they, to in his to his credit, Greeno, they had to make sure that she wasn't pregnant first before because that would change the apology. You'd have to rewrite the apology yeah, if, she, if she ended up you up, don't up the duff. It. You might as well do it. Yeah, do it right. <laughs> um, did a podcast with one of his co-hosts. I hear it takes a few on, days. On I hear, demo. I hear yeah. it takes a few days for an AIDS test to come back. So they had to wait. They had to wait it out to make sure that the young seventeen-year-old was free and clear ready to enjoy a normal life yeah uh did a podcast <laughs> on the fox sports network with a guy who was pinging off his head on meth yes no apology issued ever never for that no never. never uh that uh the the guy and maddie john's all back on air within the next 24 hours correct um but hitler cardboard cutout joke in the in the ground apparently Better apologize ASAP. Yep. People are outraged. That's and it, it got me thinking, Damo. Who runs the television soon... networks? <laughs> no, how soon is too soon for jokes to be able to be made? Now, good point. I was thinking back on my favorite Hitler jokes, and the one that came to mind, how long ago was the producers, the Broadway musical and movie released? Are we Ooh. talking 50 years ago? Yeah, about that. They're Something like that, yeah. Now, how is it okay to do Hitler jokes 50 years ago, but not now? Good. <laughs> it's a good fucking question. It's a good mm. question. So we what's what's changed? Outrage. Like so, what's changed, right? Because then mm. then it becomes clear. Like we are the ones who have like changed. Like the 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 severity of the comedy has not changed. Our reaction to it has changed. Correct. Yeah. And fuck all outrage that. culture. Fuck all. Now that. my question to you is: Is it just a, maybe it's too soon, Damo, to make Adolf Hitler jokes? How <laughs> how soon is too soon? 
And it got me thinking, if if we put in a cardboard cutout of Genghis Khan... <laughs> Good point. Good question. Too soon, I guess. Yeah. Maybe about, we need to wait another 200 years. How about we put a uh, cardboard cutout of the guys who nailed hi- uh, Jesus to the... I nearly said nailed Hitler to the cross. <laughs> <laughs> nailed Jesus to the cross, Greener. Would that be too yeah. soon? Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. I think Genghis we can get away with. Now this is what about what about if we did a cardboard cutout of the the general who was responsible for the sacking of Thermopylae in ancient Greece? Would that be too soon? Maybe too soon. Maybe too soon. Too soon for Genghis. Too soon for that particular. How about a cardboard cutout of Helen of Troy, Greedo? Would that be too soon? Made famous in Homer's Iliad. (laughs) Too soon, Damo. Outrage. Outrage. (laughs) Apologies all around. If you show me another podcast who's making Genghis Khan and Helen of Troy jokes, yeah. and then I'll understand why we're not in the top 250. Yeah, I'll show you another podcast that's not in the top 250. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's it. That's all I got. What that's all we, we got. Uh, we've got- We've got no Granny Sears again this week. That's disappointing. No Granny uh, Sears because Instagram is working with the deep state to make sure that they suppress our show, Greeno, so the message doesn't get out to the kids, as you know. Uh, the wink, wink, message. wink, wink, dog man and the Bigfoot or the big man and the dog foot or whatever it's big fucking man, called. Big man, <laughs> big man and dog foot podcast. Here's a, fucking, here's a conspiracy <laughs> for you. The starting block. We mentioned Hitler and they cut us out. Huh? How yeah. about that? Thought. Follow Greeno uh, at the starting blokes. block when we we'll drop the K at the end. Follow me at Boogie Bumper. Uh, I'll be back later tonight, US time, 6 p.m. I'm going to do a little surprise OG show uh, just for the boogers, though, Greeno. Just for the boogers, just for the OG listeners. So don't tell anybody not, about it. Not for the blockheads. Not for the. Oh, well, the blockheads can come too. The blockheads can come too. They get they get an open invite. But just can we, can we do any spoilers? Is there any Genghis Khan talk? Or no, not? but I might have to find some Genghis Khan talk. Find some, find some fresh. I'm going to every because yeah, I want to be I want to be topical. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for every week, I'm doing a new segment, Genghis Khan. <laughs> Genghis Khan Content. fun week facts. Week yeah, exactly. Do, well, I, he, just before we go, here's a little story time for you. I like stories about pinatas. When I was in high school, because you and I went to different high schools, uh, my yep. history teacher threatened to kick me out of history. Like, I didn't know that they could kick you out of history class. So at that point, I'd already been kicked out of drama class. I was told by the, the head teacher of drama that I'm never allowed to do drama again at that school, not to, not to even bother enrolling in any class because they won't let me do it. That's when I started music class, by the way. That's the only reason I started doing music. Well, it's not the only reason, but that's the main driving force was like, well, I guess I better do music then. So <laughs> couldn't do drama anymore. The history teacher sat me aside after, one, like, after this particular lesson and said, uh, look, if you do one more assignment on the Mongol Empire, I'm going to kick you out of history because <laughs> I, I would relate every single history assignment to the Mongols somehow and Genghis Khan and Kublai Khan and the Golden Horde. I would I would find a way to work the Mongols into whatever assignment I was doing. And she said, if you mention the Mongols one more fucking time, I will kick you out of history at this school. <laughs> you need to be solid. Yeah. I don't care what you've got in your rundown for, for tomorrow. Yeah. Scrap it. Bin it. Yeah. Talk about Genghis for the two hours. <laughs> Genghis for two hours? Yeah, two hours of Genghis. Okay. <laughs> I might have to do a Genghis super show. Because <laughs> okay. we like to stay topical. Follow Greeno at the starting block. Follow me at Boogie Bumper. Uh, don't forget to follow our friends. Why Censored, uh, Brad underscore Everly, UK Neil. I see UK Neil in the chat and uh, everyone else that we haven't mentioned. Until next time, guys, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. 
We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth? Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, Wise Censor, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original Grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> You're listening to The Starting Block on TAVshow.com. 